1: Hello, I think, Mel, that we just need to say that we are learning right now that sometimes we need to not overextend ourselves and we're feeling a little bit of that burn right now. So just keep that in mind as we, as we talk about our week.
0: Yeah. My brain is just filled with things. All of the projects that are of consequence that I have, which require creativity and execution are right now. Yeah. Like, basically two months worth of work in one week. And I'm slightly dying.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, Camp Widow is this week. And uh, so we will be going to Camp Widow, turning around and coming straight back home. And then you'll be on your way to Indiana for a song. What is it called? The Great American Songbook Academy? Did I get that right? Hey, good job.
0: Yeah, I, I... I have to like arrange nine customized arrangements by then and I haven't because I've been doing Camp Widow stuff and there's a uh there's another thing I'm doing for a big gala sort of a thing and it's...
1: a gay yeah. la.
0: <laughs> actually a gala like Equality Utah they're gay it's for <laughs> the the supporters of gay rights
1: yeah uh well, hopefully, Mel, in the future, we keep this in mind when we make decisions, and I don't want that to make it sound like like we're not happy to be going to Camp Widow. It's just a lot and um, so we're so we hope you come to
0: our class and be our friend. What time is our class it's uh, if you're coming to Camp Widow, we speak this
1: Friday at one something like that yeah, should be should be great though we hope. We hope to meet some of you. We won't have a lot of time to spend like we have in the past camps because really we're going to get done teaching our class and we're going to go back and get on an airplane and come back home. I'm, I've am i got a race the next day that I'm doing. I have to be up to uh, the mountains at 5 a.m. the next oh day.
0: <laughs> yes. And I will be getting on a long flight and then another long flight to go to Indiana. Yeah. And as a result, you guys, next week's episode is going to be a replay of a really helpful episode to be determined. Mm -hmm. So that's going to
1: happen. We have to, we have to, something has to give and that's what we've decided is going to give. So.
0: And the following week, we are taking a one week break from an episode because there's just no physical human possible way for us to get it ready so we are sorry about that but thank you so much we we are consistent i have to say some podcasts take like a month off sometimes or the whole summer off
1: like my favorite murder takes the whole summer off we have never taken one off except for when my dad died well but we eh, i don't know that that doesn't count um mel i I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the fourth of july and the events that have happened this week because I forgot already. Um, Guess what? It was bad. Right after we recorded last week, I mean, things happened. (laughs) The the shit hit the fan, so to speak. Okay, guys,
0: this is going to be a trigger warning for anybody who has trauma regarding fire. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And death, which I think is all of us, so I don't know. Maybe no one's going to hear this segment, but (laughs) why don't... (laughs) Let me set the stage. We recorded last week. And then we went to bed. And then my dog woke me up at like one in the morning, whining. And I see a text from a friend. And it said, are you and your mom okay? I'm like, what? So I took the dogs out to the bathroom and there's smoke all outside. Then I started texting Anita.
1: Who also happened to be awake because my dog, who is a five-year-old person, (laughs) was also awake, like whining at me and I get this text from Mel, my heart just starts pounding because texts in the middle of the night after you have like trauma brain or no bueno, right? And I Can turn we it over. never
0: text during the night ever because we're sleeping.
1: Yeah, you're not supposed to text. Like you're supposed to be asleep. Anyway, so I look at it and it was like Mel had sent a picture of the mountain behind her house on fire. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we had talked in our in our little segment, we talked about how fireworks were such a bad idea right now. And then they were. So uh, the mountain was on fire. The parade got canceled. It was just like a really bizarre 4th of July. I, and I have to say.
0: at 2 in the morning, I was out on the lawn seeing if the fire was going to jump because it was super windy. And it was scary because it, it was the little peak sort of a thing next to the peak by my house. And so... If it had jumped, it would have come fast and we would have had to evacuate. Um, Some homes did have to evacuate. I think 89 homes. Yeah. But I was outside. All the houses were dark. I think I was the only one in the whole neighborhood that was aware. Your parents were not aware. No. They were sleeping. All the... Yeah. So, anyway. (laughs) I was just there, like, waiting for the world to end.
1: Yeah. It felt like that. I had crazy dreams after I fell back asleep, like psychotic dreams. And they were all like fire related. And I was sure it was going to catch my house on fire, which it would have to be a pretty good mount, like a pretty good fire to make it that far down the mountain. But um, yeah, yeah, so that was our exciting, our exciting in quotation 4th of July. I, I thought it was so funny that I went to the grocery store the next day and the grocery store in the parking lot faces directly into where the fire was and by this time it was mostly put out. But in that in that parking lot it's a fireworks stand, right? And I was I know. I'm like, this is such a great juxtaposition and the authorities are like We're trying to determine the cause of the fire. And I'm like, oh, gosh. Like, it takes a real genius to figure this one out, guys. (laughs)
0: Let me think. (laughs) On a mountain Uh in July. Fireworks. Nothing.
1: Last night all over the place. Anyway, so that Well, here's
0: what's so annoying. You guys, you would think that Mm -mm. if you had an entire mountain on fire and you had people working for like three days to contain it which is what it ended up being, that you would not light off fireworks that night or the next night or the next night. And guess what? People in our town did because they love their fireworks. And I just want to know what politician and or church official in the state of Utah or both have stock in fireworks (laughs) it's motivated
1: by money obviously mel's mel's almost about to get political there guys i thought it was so funny this is also political somebody was like you can't take our freedoms for fireworks away and i was like the ironic thing is is that fireworks give people who actually fought in our country like ptsd so it's true kind of rude but um, and their service animals probably run away yeah
0: yeah. And it destroys habitat and it cause mudslides.
1: I like how this turned into an anti-fireworks podcast.
0: I just really hate fireworks, all because I stepped on that sparkler. Yeah.
1: Well, guess what? what? Um, we also had fireworks last night because our city does like an in-between festival thing. And I had to deal with my nine-year-old having a panic attack for the first time. And it was wild. Um, what? It was horrible. So he's never had one? Not like that before. He went to the fireworks with some neighbors and my daughter and she called me and she said, he's having kind of a panic attack and she's dealt with panic attacks. So she knows, you know, she knows the territory. Um, and so I said, okay, I'm going to come get him. So I drove over to the park and I picked him up and he was just like hyperventilating and he was just crying and hyperventilating. And and I was like, you know, what's, what's going on in your head and your body? He's like, I don't want to talk about it and then he kept saying he kept saying why am i doing this why am i doing this like he couldn't get control of himself and he like was confused and he was scared and you know finally i kind of got him calmed down enough to where we could a little bit talk and he was like i've never been so sad i've never felt so sad oh my gosh i hate this This it was terrible and like he was inconsolable and he was like Dad used to take us to fireworks. We always went to fireworks together. Was, the funny thing is, is it's like not necessarily true what he was saying. Like we did do fireworks, but not in the way he was remembering it, but it didn't matter. And it took a long time to finally get him calmed down to the point where he could just like be still and breathe. And and then the fireworks were still going off. And every time one blew up, he would like physically recoil And I'm just like, ah! So I turned on, I actually got on the app and I turned on some calm music and I turned it up really loud so that it would hopefully, you know, drown out some of those, um, those sounds. But yeah, it was a weird, that was a rough, a rough night. I know. And I was feeling a little bit sad because for our particular, like, you know, festival, we always used to just go stand out on the corner and watch the fireworks. And it was kind of like a little special time because it was just the two of us all by ourselves. And then our kids would sneak out and they would come and sit on Jason's shoulders. And we would tell him like, go to bed, but we really didn't mean it. Like it was fine that they were (laughs) out there with us. And anyway, so I was already feeling a little sad and then dealing with that. So that was kind of a bummer.
0: Oh, man. Well, so Canada Day and the 4th of July, it's over. I hope everybody has done all right, or if they didn't do all right, are doing a little bit better now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've, I've been skating my ramp, which has been fun. Good. I'm so happy to it. hear that. Yeah, thanks for helping me
1: build it. Like, no big deal. You're so welcome. Absolutely. Oh.
0: You guys, we had our Zooms last night, and yesterday...
1: Which I also forgot about, and I was in the park... <laughs> And I mm. Mel's like, you just started. I'm not home yet. And so I start it. And right when I start the Zooms, this concert starts behind me. <laughs> I'm like, uh, somebody else do introductions. I'm going to drive home real fast. And it was funny. I had to get my kids from the pool. I'm like, kids, get out of the pool. We got to get home. <laughs> oh, I was
0: driving home from a gig. I went to the I was able to go to the first one and Autumn was back. She welcome back, Autumn, from your amazing trip. It's
1: good to to see her and to see everybody. We had some good conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So I was happy with that. Um, Guys, come check out the widow wives club in Facebook. It's our private group. It's amazing. It's full of great people. Just make sure you answer all of the questions and, you know, come check out the app too. I used the app last night. It worked wonders. So did uh, you really? Yeah. What? I told you I opened the app and opened up some music in there.
0: Oh, did you just say that while I was listening right now? (laughs) Yes i i also have ptsd still because i had a panic attack
1: yesterday please forgive me it's okay you can just take like a legit out. one you were poor anita witnessed it uh, and if you're gonna be in san diego we'll see you at camp widow in our session real quick before we say goodbye to you say hi and goodbye real quick yeah we might have fun some fun free stuff to hand out so come Yay. um Mel, if we want to keep the podcast going, how do we go about doing that? Please check out our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash
0: WWDN. And it's a monthly recurring donation. It's starting at $5 per month. Which is like, come on, let's be honest, way less than stupid fireworks. (laughs) The tears (laughs) go up from there. But you get special benefits for each level. And starting at the $10
1: level and up... You get ad free episodes as well as a shout out in episode. We're going to do that right now. We're going to start with our secret patrons, and to them, we say, I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little Elton John for you today. <laughs> Constance Dalvet. David Kelly.
0: Don Satterwhite. Gail Bell. Ivan the Meisner. Cat. I hope she's coming to Camp Widow. She is. I know it. Krista Waite.
1: Maya Glasser.
0: Sam Finlayson, it's oh. your
1: episode! Amber Vela Amy Hartman-Martell Amy Neal Amy Sapp Ashley Hahn Barbara Schneeberger Brandy Younger Brittany Pedro Chris Steffen Christina Shifflett Cindy Wilkerson Danielle Katterberg Not a Debbie Downer Dennis Brazo, Jean Marie Massey Jenny the Taylor Who I saw at a parade! Jennifer Beale Jennifer Brown, Jenny Wang, Carol Schultz, Kelly Ford, we'll see you soon, Kirsten Stromberg-Claussen, Laura Agiri penner Lauren Old, Lou Clausen, Marie Hoffman, Judy Malkin, MK Anderson, Patricia
0: Wiest, Rachel Barbosa,
1: Sarah Morris, thanks for the olives, Sunshine Haven, Sylvia World Traveler, The Shore, she's back, she. <laughs> Taylor Snyder, The Winehouse, Karen Cornejo, Vicky Spit, animal mother of the world. Anna Tracy, Christina Scambato, Christine Anderson, Cindy Renaud, Connie Remich. Don Barber, Debbie Fells, Deborah Westwood, Diana Becker, Emily Toledo, Eric Vandermuelen, Aaron Posick, Gabe Lozano, Gia Benoit, Gina Haas, Avocado, Ian,
0: Oh, Ian Cini,
1: Iliana Bel Ruiz, The Jackie, My Mom. Jennifer Davis Jenny Armstrong Jenny Barrow Jocelyn Milo Julie Stevenson Karina Jacobo Kathy Murray Katie Radcliffe Kara Scarra Kevin Ferry Chris Morgan Laura Bradbury Laura Keeley Lindsay Kanopka Yes! Lucky Lori Farrington Marjorie Lewis Mary McGowan Megan Montague Melissa Bowers Melissa Hancock Missy Schubert. To Mordor we walk.
0: Peter Rukavina. Apologies in advance. Rebecca Olemacher.
1: Is that right or wrong?
0: And tell me how to say it. Thanks,
1: bye. Becky Ziva. Thanks for stepping in yesterday. Robin Flam. Sarah Kennedy. Stacey Saywert. Tammy Taravest. Tara Wallace. Val Pecker. And (laughs) Z-Pack and then some Wendy. Hope you're feeling better. Thank you to everybody who supports us on Patreon. We could not do this podcast without you. Sometimes we assume that unless we had a huge life insurance payout, we don't really need to know anything about investments or even finances. But guess what? A little knowledge of finances is critical for all of us. Maybe your partner was in charge of that stuff, and now you find yourself making all the decisions. Maybe you're mad about that. Maybe I am. Nicole from the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast is here to help. She tackles financial literacy by telling the stories of women and widows and finance experts and shares the lessons they've learned as certified financial planners. Whether you know a lot and feel confident in your financial decisions or feel unsure about all of that stuff, there is more to learn. Listen and subscribe to the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast on all podcast platforms. This ad was paid for by Rock House Financial and SEC-registered investment advisor. If you do
0: not want to join Patreon but would like to help keep the podcast going, please consider buying us tacos at
1: buymeacoffee.com slash widow we do now. And if you... Can't or don't want to do any of those things, will you give us a five star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? It really helps people to find the podcast when they really need the podcast.
0: Thank you to everybody who donates to the podcast so that we can help make the podcast available to those who are not able to donate.
1: Thanks. Yes. We love you.
0: Okay, Mel, should we get to the episode? Yes, with our driver, Sam.
1: <laughs> I love her. I'm Anita. I'm Mel. We are two young, overwhelmed widows, and we're just trying (laughs) to figure out, widow, we do now. Anita? Yes, Mel? This is my personal driver. I know, I can't wait until we actually have her drive us somewhere.
0: Yeah, because we can't drive on the opposite side of the road than we're used to. So when we go to the UK someday, this person is my people.
1: So can we please welcome Sam Finlayson to the podcast? Hi, Sam. Hi. Sam, is Sam short for something? Are you a Samantha? Samantha. Oh. She's like Samuela. (laughs) (laughs) No, please not
2: that. That does not sound good. I don't like it.
1: I used to love the name Sam when I was like a little kid and you had to choose your fake name. I was like, I love the name Samantha, but I go by Sam. So you're like my alter ego when I was seven. That's cool. I'll take her <laughs> She's like, I don't know what to do with that so information. Sam, Sam is a really good sport because it's really
0: late where she is right now. It's 11 where she is at night. P. M.
1: Yeah my so, fault
0: thank you sam for being here sorry hope that you're gonna be okay tonight and tomorrow. i will do my best not to fall asleep on you guys well this time you'll be talking so it's fine
1: sam tell us where you are if people haven't figured it out yet for themselves <laughs> i am in in scotland where is that in scotland in the united kingdom okay no, i know that but where in scotland northern at the, at the not at the top but like quite high up pretty high is it just cold there all the time
2: yeah i mean t-shirt weather for us is like what 12 degrees maybe
1: well, I so don't we're happy what that means because i'm one of those means. united states people who they yeah, were stupid lives in a bubble.
2: <laughs> basically if we get like any sunlight, we are in our shorts and t shirts. Okay. So we are happy.
0: Oh, man. Sam, how old are you? I am 33. You look 18.
2: Oh, thank you. I think it's, you know, on Zoom, you can do like the touch up. Oh, is that yes, what you did? It's
1: probably that.
0: Yeah, of course. Wait, I
1: want to do Why that. How do
0: you do that? Okay, for later. I don't know. It was in the
1: settings. Yeah, know. it's in, but I'm just glad that you didn't make yourself a potato. Because remember how that happened during the, the pandemic? Somebody made themselves a salsa filter that was a potato. Or a cat. I think it was a cat. There's, well, been, there's been both.
0: Well, Sam, so you're here because you're like us. Sorry. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I am
2: like you, unfortunately.
0: Unfortunately. I don't know.
2: Uh, uh, I
1: don't know. Either. I guess
2: there's worse people to be like, but maybe like the one aspect isn't so good.
1: Yeah. Sam, what do you do in your regular everyday life?
2: Um, nowadays I basically spend all of my time looking after my dog. Awesome. And avoiding doing any real life stuff. <laughs> like that's
0: important. Do you not have a job? Like, can you just go do whatever you want all day? I do have a job, but I'm
2: still signed off. Oh. Um I'm really lucky. My employers I work for the local authority. Um, So they've got, like, really good things in place. Um, So you get, like, six months off full pay and then six months off half pay. So I'm really lucky that I can afford to stay off for however long it takes me to feel like I want to go back, Um, which means I just hang out with the dog all the time.
1: What do you do for the local authority? This This is a different term than we would use, and it sounds so fancy. What do you do for the local authority? Or it's not, not that, right that very
2: exciting. <laughs> it's administration.
1: Oh, okay. I know. Sorry. Oh, I don't know what I was expecting. Okay, so that's what you do in your regular your regular life before your life exploded. Do you want to tell us a little bit about your person?
2: Yeah. Um. So Liam and I worked together. That's how we met. Um. I was seventeen, and he was twenty-one, and he was my boss
1: <gasps> oh. at
2: work at the authority. Um, no no um we worked in a shoe shop oh even more fun (laughs) yeah um it was my first job and yeah he was the assistant manager so we got together on a really drunk work night out and then (laughs) together after it so um it it was quite funny actually because obviously because he was my boss it was kind of frowned upon right so we had to keep it secret for a while so you Um, had
1: secret shoe
2: store love
0: yeah. You're like, meet me behind the Adidas at 3 <laughs> yeah, PM. Except it
2: was a really rubbish shop, so we didn't have any good brands. But yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, and I didn't even, my mum and dad didn't know to start with either because I was so young. So there was like a lot of sneaking around in the first like few months before uh, I told anyone about it. Did
0: you wait till you were 18 to tell everybody?
2: No, not quite. Um, I think it was maybe like two or three months after we started seeing each other. I just wanted to make sure that it wasn't just like a fleeting romance before a I stressed my mom out with
1: an older man that happened to be my manager. <laughs> yeah. But uh, she took it really well. So you guys hit it off immediately and you started dating. And was it just like full steam ahead and you guys stayed together or what?
2: Yeah. So I was quite young. So it was he, to be fair. So we probably only see each other like once or twice a week to start with. Um, and that kind of probably was the first few years of our relationship. Um, and then I graduated from uni in 2011, so we moved in together that year, and that that was basically it. Like, we lived together ever since. Over and done. Yeah, and it, it wasn't ever even a conversation, really. I can never remember us saying, like, well, we move in together or anything. It was just like, it just happened.
1: Mm-hmm. It, it was just, just like the, the way we were going. Yeah, exactly. So did he always work at a shoe store, or did he start working somewhere else? in your relationship he he worked in uh he's all he always worked
2: in retail but he started working at the shoe shop after I did um but not long after maybe a year or so after we got together he moved into a job in the oil and gas industry Hmm. um and then he stayed there until he passed away so he was he was in the same job for the whole time
1: so if you've been together since you're 17 and you're 33 now that's like 16 years together, is my math right? It was, it was almost 15 years, yeah.
2: Wow. So it was a long time.
0: What kinds of things did you guys like to do together?
2: In the early days, most of it was going out drinking, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we had lots of hobbies that we shared. We both liked walking. Liam got me into running as well. Um, we used to go to park run. You guys, I think, have them there, but not as much what is that what is um, it it's uh i'm gonna sound like i'm advertising for Park Run here but it's a weekly timed free 5k run every saturday morning oh no
1: i've never heard of this i mean they might be here but that's cool
2: they do have them in america it's not as big in america as it is in a lot of other countries hmm. um but we've got them all over the place we've got five within driving distance of my house um, but Liam and I used to book our holidays based on whether there was a park run nearby. Um, wow. So we did park runs in Poland, Germany, uh, Malaysia. We did them all over. Wow,
1: this is kind of a cool concept. I like it. You'll have to look it up. You yeah, don't. yeah, I'm totally gonna look it up because the you, free. You need to was... come to parkrun in Scotland. <gasps> Mel, she can drive us, and then we can. You can stay home and. Sam and I will go for a run. You can take a no, nap. No,
0: I want to go. I'll just wait for you at the finish lane. Okay, With perfect. candy.
1: I want to walk. I'll that.
0: be your photographer.
1: Excellent. You excellent. could walk it. Yeah, I could walk. See? Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Walkers are welcome. You make it sound like I'm inactive.
1: <laughs> no, I just know you like to take a nap. <laughs> I so. do. I do. Go ahead. That sounds good, too. Um, was Liam your first, like, actual relationship I mean, I can't imagine you had a lot of serious relationships before the age of 17, but I could be wrong. No, he was definitely my first proper boyfriend. So you, like, had one, and you just stuck with him for your basically your whole life. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't ever manage to get rid of him. He just stuck around.
0: (laughs) Well, you did kind of get rid of him. (laughs) Well, you know, I didn't plan it that way. (laughs) So let's talk about that. What in the crap happened? Um, well,
2: one day he was going out for a cycle with his friend um, there was this big cycling event on here called the Tour of Britain um, and he was so excited that it was here because things don't come here, like we're nowhere country. <laughs> so he was really excited. So him and his friend went to watch the cycling event um, they were out all day. They left at like 7.30 in the morning, cycled up a massive hill. I think it's a hill, could be a mountain but they cycled up this big big thing a big steep um, incline
1: we'll call it an incline a massive
2: incline because yeah. they, they, their theory was if they went to the top the cyclists would be going slower so they'd see them for longer rather than watching them flying on the flat so they did that and then he was cycling home and he texted me saying he'd stopped to see one other part of the race that he happened to like come across on his journey and he sent me some pictures and then he sent me his live location on WhatsApp. Um, He would always do that when he was cycling, just so I could see how long it would take for him to get home. Um, So never thought much of it. And then when I hadn't heard from him again to say he was home, I looked at his WhatsApp and he hadn't moved for like 20 minutes. So I thought, maybe it's just a signal or maybe, you know, he's dropped his phone or something. But, you know, you think at this point, You start going through everything in your head, absolute worst case scenario, catastrophizing. You think, oh my God, they're dead. And then you go, no, don't be stupid. It'll be something ridiculous. It'll all make sense later. So I thought, right, I will drive home. I was at my parents' house. So I thought I'll drive home the way he would have been going, because then if anything has happened, I'll find him and be able to help him. So I was just driving along the road and there was a police cordon blocking the road road closed police cars everywhere not letting anyone through and you just feel that knot in the pit of your stomach you guys all know it well mm-hmm.
0: um, and I just knew so you didn't think oh maybe he's helping somebody that fell or got hurt or is having a problem like you knew it was him no
2: I just knew I, I felt like even if it was something like that he would have got in touch with me so I didn't worry that his phone wasn't moving yeah. Um, because I've always been a little bit like, oh, make sure you let me know when you're on your way home so I know you're okay if you're cycling. So Cycling's scary. He would never have stopped. It when is. When
0: Anita goes cycling, like, when I see her get her road bike out, I'm like, I mean, and we're not even for real married. We're, like, fake. <laughs> I'm, like, scared for her life because it's, it's happened. And we know a lot of widows that have become widows this way. So, yeah. How, uh, I mean, this is the dumbest question. But how was that when your biggest fear actually came true because most you know a lot of times i don't know what statistics are people will get worried about that but then it won't happen but it did happen it's really difficult because it kind of
2: messes your brain up a little bit because you always worry about things that's natural but then the worst thing that you then thought had happened has actually happened you then have to try and convince your brain in any other scenario that you're nervous or anxious about that it's not going to be that again but your brain doesn't get it because it was right last time
1: yeah yeah that makes total sense yeah so it it sucks um so he was riding alone obviously because otherwise somebody would have sent the signal and did he have a was there like an accident or did he just like have what happened like what actually happened At the time, they
2: weren't sure what had happened. Um, There were cars on both sides of the road. So there were witnesses. Mm. And the witnesses at the scene basically said that he was cycling along completely normal and then just literally keeled over.
1: Oh, okay. So he wasn't hit by a car. There wasn't like a...
2: No, there was an inquiry at the time. It was actually all in the local media and stuff. They were putting out um, requests for witnesses because there was a car coming in the opposite direction and there was also a car about to overtake him so it was really hard for the car on the other side of the road to see if they'd actually sort of oh. brushed his bike mm-hmm. um but they examined the car there was no marks on it there was no marks on him to indicate he'd been hit um they tracked down the driver of the car who told them exactly what happened and they said they seen him in his rearview mirror and he was still cycling along so oh. um there was nothing
1: untoward. and um, he just died so did they do an autopsy to figure out what exactly had happened
2: yeah so they did do a post-mortem on him um and the the diagnosis was an anomalous right coronary artery and cardiac enlargement Oh, which apparently is something that you would the anomalous artery from my googling so sorry (laughs) if i'm wrong but um from what i've seen it is something that would have been present from birth yeah but just never picked up on And the cardiac enlargement in theory was probably, they think, because he was exercising quite a lot that day. So it would have just been from his heart pumping more.
1: So he died of funky heart bicycling syndrome. Yes. Yeah, I made that up. When did this happen? Um, September the 12th last year. So
0: 2021. Yeah, eight months ago. So not even a year yet. And you are yeah. in in the thick of it. Yes. How when you when you approach the scene, do you remember how they talked to you? Did you say, Hey, that's I belong to him. That's my person. Like, what's going on? Or are they like, stay away, we don't want anybody near. What happened?
2: Yeah, so the road that it happened on is quite a long stretch of road. Um, so they blocked it off both ends. So the part I reached when I arrived was nowhere near where the accident had actually taken place. So it was just one police car, um, blocking the road and turning people away. Um, so I, I stopped the car cause they tried to turn me away and they didn't want to tell me anything. And I was just like, no, I, I think my husband's on that stretch of road has something happened. I'm like no, we can't tell you anything. We're really sorry. And I was like, has something happened to a cyclist called Liam Finlayson?
1: Mm.
2: And I just seen his face. Oh. And he was like, who are you? I was like, I'm his wife. And they said you better pull your car over here.
0: Oh, oh my gosh.
2: And then I knew. Oh.
1: Did, did did he were they able to revive him at all or did he die on the scene? No,
2: they didn't manage to revive him. Um The people who were in the cars nearby at the time who seen him, um, I can't remember if they were nurses or doctors, it's all a haze, but they were medical professionals. And so there were people with him literally within seconds um, trying to give him CPR. Um, And because of the cycling event that was on, there was a lot of paramedic crews in the area. So he had literally everyone with him so quickly, but there was just nothing. He was just gone. They, they tried, I think, for about half an hour, 45 minutes, but they, they just couldn't do anything.
1: This is very similar to my my experience, although I didn't drive to the place and, and find him. But same kind of like you left, you were healthy, you were going to do your thing that you love to do, and then you dropped dead and no reason to think that was going to happen. It's, this is not a fun experience. I would not recommend it to others.
2: It's really rude. <laughs> Yes. Like, why do this?
0: <laughs> How old was Liam? At uh, thirty-five. Oi, jeez. So, Sam, you're in Scotland. How common is it to be a young widow in your area? Do you know any others?
2: I know a few in my local area, but we all seem to be at very different points in the journey. Um, But I have connected with a lot of other widows and widowers across the UK who are similar ages. Um, We have an organization here, I think, that's been mentioned on the podcast before, Um, and it's called Widowed and Young. Yeah. So it's for any young widows um, in the United Kingdom. So they do a really good job of getting people in sort of similar groups and things. Um, They've got Facebook groups where you can join where, you you know, you're a widow and you have a dog or you're a widow and you have a cat or, you know, all those kind of random quirky things. Do they
1: have a group for widowed and used to work at a shoe store? Not yet, but I could start it.
0: (laughs) You might be the only one in there for a really long time until you're not young anymore. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I mean, to be fair, some of the subgroups they've got are quite niche. We we did joke the other week that someone wanted to start one that was widows who drive a Nissan. Uh, oh, <laughs> and there were three of them in the call at that time that drove Nissan, so they wanted their own little subgroup. It seems
0: like it could be stalkery. I think I would not like my identifier out there like that. <laughs> <laughs> widows and stalkers. So Sam, now I know. It's different as far as in-person meetups across the world based on what regulations are. But have you had a chance to meet in person with anybody from that group or is it mostly online? It's mostly online, but I actually met one of them
2: um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, I had a spare ticket for a gig. Um, it was actually and Brown. I don't know if he's popular over where you guys are, but he's kind of like not a, mu- a magician, but a magician. He does weird mind brain tricks. He's really cool. Um, But yeah, one of my widower friends came up to go to that with me. So that was really nice. And then just the weekend passed, we had lots of picnics all over the country because it was the organization's 25th anniversary. Wow. So yeah, so I drove down to Dundee, which is about an hour and a half from me um, and met some other widows there, which was really nice.
0: So Sam, I remember you posting something online about a show that you went to, and it might not be the same one that you just mentioned, but I think it was a comedy show and you had a pretty funny story that had to do with widowhood in that post. Will you tell us about that? Sure. So um, back before the world all changed with COVID,
2: I bought tickets to go and see Jimmy Carr for Liam and I. Um, He was our favorite comedian. Um, I don't know. Is he popular over in America?
1: I don't, I don't know. know who it is, but that doesn't mean he's not popular. Probably not as popular. Rock, so.
2: But yeah, we don't know. Cool. Well, he's really funny. Um, He's got a really dry, sort of wicked sense of humor. So obviously Liam died and couldn't come to the show with me. <laughs> Lame. Um, I, yeah, really rude because, you know, he wanted to go, but never mind. So I took one of my friends with me instead. Um, And at the very beginning of the show, there was like a message on the screen saying, if you have any messages for Jimmy, text them in and he'll read some of them out during the second half of the show. So I would had a couple of drinks and I also have quite a dark, wicked sense of humor. So I texted saying, it took so long for you to put this show on. You better make it a really good one because my husband was meant to come with me, but he died before we got here. So I could really do with a laugh. Now, knowing Jimmy Carr's sense of humour, I kind of figured that if he read it out, he would just take the total mick out of me, because that's the kind of guy he is. Um, But when he read it out, he got me to stand up, asked me, like, my husband's name, and then dedicated the show to
1: him. Aww! I know! So everyone cried! Did did it make you cry? I kind of want to cry about it. Do you know what?
2: I think I'm the only one that didn't cry because I was so excited that Jimmy Carr was talking to me.
0: (laughs) I'm such a bad person. Everyone else is like so sad and they're like, this girl looks 18 and she's a widow. What? And you're like, yes.
2: (laughs) Totally. I was buzzing. And my friend, my best friend, Mal, was sitting next to me and she was crying so much. I think everyone thought she was the widow. (gasps)
1: And you were her jerk friend with no emotions. Yeah, her
2: jerk friend getting so excited and taking all the credit. Yeah. So, no, it was. It was lovely. But even at the end of the show, because this was, like, early on in the second half, and at the very end of the show, he was, like, just finishing up, saying, thanks to everyone for being here. So good that we can all finally be together again. And he was like, but I want to dedicate the show to someone that can't be here.
0: To
1: Liam. And, oh, it was so emotional. Did you videotape it at all? You probably can't. No. They probably don't let you.
2: No, you're not allowed. Yeah. Rubbish. Dang it. But it was. It was just so. You just don't expect that from a comedian who is known for being very dark and very dry. Wow,
1: that's kind of cool. Yeah, I love. That. I mean, it's like a benefit that maybe you would be willing to give up to have him back, but that's not always.
2: I don't know, it was really cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Obviously, I would have him back in a heartbeat.
0: (laughs) Okay, Sam. So you have a dark sense of humor, obviously. How much have you cried during this whole stupid nonsense of widowhood? Do you cry? Do you laugh? Do you do nothing? Do you do all of the above? What's it like?
2: I have not cried as much as my friend and my mom would like me to have cried, I think. Um, I'm not much of a crier so like in the early days I had to like kind of report to them and be like don't worry I cried today (laughs) Uh, because I just don't like crying I will do whatever I can to avoid it like I can be sad and be upset but just not cry yeah I just don't enjoy
0: crying it's the the worst thank you I'm with you sister (laughs) (laughs) I have to say that I did cry a lot and I was so uncomfortable that i was crying so much because it's just i hate crying and i was so glad when it lessened a lot but yeah you you don't strike me as somebody who cries a lot so i was curious on if if liam's death had brought that out at all or if you're just kind of still sam
2: i mean i did cry i cried at the funeral good job Um. good job (laughs) (laughs) yeah i did i let myself cry at the funeral and uh Oh, actually, um, a week after he died, before his funeral, um, my friends were getting married. So I did cry at the wedding because Mm. that was really emotional. Oh, gosh.
1: That sucks that you have to go to a wedding and you're like, my my person is dead. Happy trails to you guys. I hope everything works out. Don't anybody die. Yes.
2: I mean, I was also the bridesmaid and Liam was meant to be the best man. So that sucked
1: oh yes um so sam tell us a little bit about your family support and your friend support do you have a lot of people who live near you to kind of help you or are you all by yourself up in the middle of nowhere
2: no i have a lot of really good friends and family around me um i'm really close with my parents and they only live a half, half an hour drive so in the early days my mom was here every single day she would stay over at least every second tonight and um, so she was great and I've got my neighbours honestly the street is like the best street ever the neighbours are amazing and um, they were like just dropping off food or just like turning up to make sure I was okay or sending me messages and um, so no I, I live in a really really nice area and um, and also like other like organizations that I'm like part of like the running clubs that I'm in and the people that I know through parkrun and my work colleagues everyone was absolutely phenomenal to be honest I really I've listened to other people's stories I'm always like so grateful about the support that I've had
0: and you've continued to run right um mostly (laughs) I see pictures (laughs) on Facebook where it's like it looks like you're running um sometimes I mean I
2: was running I actually did do Liam and I used to do 5k a day in December so I still did that last year
1: why did you do that let's just back up a second
2: okay so the original reason the group was set up years ago I didn't even know about it but it was actually someone's husband had died oh um and they did it as like a memorial for him so the first year I think they did it to raise funds for the cause I, I don't even know the details to be honest um but they did it to raise money and then every other year they've just decided to keep doing it just in his memory so they've got like a group chat on whatsapp and it just sort of kicks into life in November every year saying who's doing 5k a day in December um so Liam did it a few years ago And then he bullied me into doing it the year after. So I did it the year after. So then last year, I just felt like I should do
1: it. So I did that. Did you, did it feel meaningful to you to do it? Or was it just something you did because you had done it in the past? Or did you kind of dedicate it to Liam inside your mind or anything like that?
2: Yeah, I definitely did it because of Liam and um, he was as I say the one that bullied me into doing it in the first place so I yeah I did it because of Liam and I think because the whole thing had been set up because someone else's husband had died all those years ago mm-hmm. it just felt right to do it and um, my friend Jen who got Liam into it all those years ago as well she hadn't done it for years but she chose to do it last year too because she said if I was doing it and I'd just lost my husband, then she had no excuse. So <laughs> she did it to
0: Yeah. So do you do anything to keep Liam's memory alive? Do you have any sorts of like shrine things? Or are you just like, nope, I don't like crying. I don't like shrines. I don't like any of that stuff. How do you keep his memory alive? Or do you? You're just like, you're dead. So <laughs> bye, I'm going on a run. <laughs> Maybe.
2: <laughs> no. I. Do you know what? I haven't. I've still got loads of pictures up of him. I haven't taken anything down. Um, I still speak about him all the time. If someone's speaking about something and there's a Liam story, I just tell it as if he's still here. Um, Because the stories are still relevant. Just because he's not here anymore doesn't mean that people shouldn't hear the funny stuff or the good stuff or the bad stuff. So I just kind of just do what feels right, I guess. Oh, and I got a tattoo.
0: Oh, (laughs) Now, nobody That's can... Cool. Wait, is it in a place we can see? I should have asked that first. <laughs> to those who cannot see, we can see it. Oh, it's on her inner forearm. Lo- Does it say love and you it- loads? Yeah, oh. it's what he
2: used to write in all of my greetings cards. So any birthday cards, Christmas cards, it was always love you loads at the bottom. Oh. So I got someone to copy it for me and put it on my wrist.
1: That's so cool.
0: I think those I are so that. cool when people can do the memorial tattoo in their actual handwriting of the person yeah i would never have
2: thought of it until i'd seen it on like facebook groups
0: i
1: know and same. it's such
2: a good idea Yeah,
1: i'm trying to think if jason ever gave me like a card <laughs> <Even though he laughs> ever did. i could probably find a a post-it note or something that said you know like remember to take out the trash i'll put that on my wrist That would be really cute. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, So, Sam, how did you find us?
2: I was frantically Googling things about widows. (laughs) And also, I needed something to do because you guys all know. You have this, like, period where there's a lot going on. You've got, like, all the arrangements to make. You've got everybody checking in on you. And then that peters out. And then there's just all this time that you would have been with your person. So I started looking up podcasts and I was just like searching widow and you guys were the first ones that came up.
0: Thank you ratings and reviews. Yes. See guys, that's why it's important.
2: (laughs) Well, it helped me find you guys really quickly. So I think I started listening within like two weeks of Liam dying. And I think it maybe took me about a month and a half to complete it. Wow. Wow. And then I was like, guys, you need to record more podcasts really quickly (laughs) because I don't have anything (laughs) to do now. (laughs) No
0: pressure.
1: (laughs) And that's why we're recording with you right now. Yes, so exactly.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Well, hey, that's pretty good. A month and a half to go through all of those. It is quick.
2: I had a lot of time on my hands and I would put them on like when I got up in the morning, I would put it on and you guys would just chat to me while I was like making my breakfast (laughs) and like going for a walk or going for a run or having a shower or driving somewhere. You were literally
0: just in my ears. It was like having company. So now how does it feel to know that you are our personal driver when we come over there?
1: Is that, (laughs) I am so excited, I can't wait. Excellent. Sam, I have a random question. And that is, in your area, is it more common for people to be cremated or buried? And what did you guys choose to do? And third question, I'm asking like a million questions at once so you lose track and maybe fall over. Um, had you guys ever discussed end of life things with each other? You were both young, so it wouldn't seem like maybe it would come up in normal conversation, but had you discussed it at all?
2: Yeah. So here it's a lot more common for people to be cremated, certainly younger people anyway. I think there are certain people of a certain age that would prefer to be buried, but it's generally cremation. So that's what we did. Um we had actually spoken about it before um because we're quite dark people and you would talk about those things anyway um but also we sadly lost Liam's mum just a few years before we lost Liam Aww. so we'd sort of yeah I know it sucks um so we'd had all those kind of conversations when we were sort of starting things out for Sandra and um, so a lot of those conversations just came up organically at that point anyway
1: So he, he said that he wanted to be cremated. Do you want to be cremated cremated. also when you die? Yes, Yes. I think so. Well, no, I, I do. I do want to be cremated.
2: I don't want to die, but I want to be cremated rather than buried (laughs) just to clarify.
1: (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) Thank you for making us aware of that. So we don't send a hitman to take you out all the way over in Scotland. (laughs) It's really important to be clear on these things. Yeah. Funny story. Right before we came in to record, I was telling my five-year-old that I was going to go and talk to somebody who lived in a country that was far away. So we got out the map, and I showed him where we are, and then I showed him where Scotland was. And he said, oh, she would have to get on a plane to come here, and then she'd have to rent a car. (laughs) I was like, yeah. Because you would be way too busy to go pick her up. I know well I don't know if he thought that you could just like fly to like the closest place and then you had to drive but anyway I just thought that was funny that he was like she'd have to fly and then rent a car to get here and I'm like "Mm -hmm." yeah so it can go either way I mean we'll come to you you come to us we'll make it work we could do both
0: yes Sam what are some things that have totally surprised you in widowhood Other than it just sucks. That's a hard one. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it just sucks. But, you know, I think... I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Well, you're eight months out, so it's okay if you can't think of anything. Because do your brain still feel pretty scrambled? Or do you feel like you're kind of settling into...
2: No, my brain is absolutely scrambled. Yeah,
0: and it's totally normal, especially for the time frame that you're in.
2: Yeah, and do you know what? That's actually something that... I find really interesting because when Liam's mum passed away his dad kept speaking about like just being really forgetful and kind of not knowing what was going on a lot of the time and we were always like oh you know that's normal you're grieving but we didn't know and now I'm like that's widow brain yeah you have widow brain
1: it's such a real thing and you don't know until you know and then you're like I think I'm going crazy right now but you're not and it's fine. A lot of people have been like I used to be a
0: really avid reader and now I swear my eyes can't focus on anything like reading wise and I know I was like that I was not good at reading before but I really was not good at reading after.
1: <laughs> I went from below average to way below. Yeah I mean it took me
0: like two two and a half years to where I could like focus my eyes and like retain information. Have you noticed anything like that? I couldn't concentrate properly, um, at least
2: initially. That's actually why I started looking for podcasts. Um, I used to listen to a lot of audiobooks And I tried, I don't even know which one I was listening to at the time because I never ended up going back to it because I put it on and it just wasn't going in. I just couldn't process the information um, and that's why I decided I needed to find something like short, that didn't really matter if I missed little bits of it, yeah, because it would still make sense. But yeah, I mean, I, my concentration is so bad now compared to what it used to be. I don't even think I've watched a full film since Liam died. Oh
0: wow! Because
2: like two hours is a commitment, you know. You don't want to commit <laughs> two hours of your life to watching something that's
0: way too long. That
2: you you might not concentrate on. Like, give me a thirty-minute episode of something, and I'm fine. Like TikToks. <laughs> Sixty oh, seconds. Oh, don't. Don't even go there with TikTok. That is a dark, dark hole to go down and you never get out.
1: (laughs) I know. I watched, you guys, this is sort of embarrassing and I don't even know why, but it showed me, actually it was Instagram reels, but somebody showed me a video of a horse being shooed and I watched like 30 minutes of different horses (laughs) having their toenails clipped and then shoes put on. Why? I don't know. I don't even care about that, but down I went the the dark horseshoeing hole. That's
2: so random. Yeah. It is super
1: weird. So so random, and
2: I mean, I like horses, but that is random.
1: <laughs>
0: very very specific. I know it's quite a niche. There, mm-hmm.
1: who even knew that there were like accounts that just show that there are you guys, and you can you can watch hours worth of them if you if you stay committed or like please zit, send me the link. Zit popping or <laughs>
0: cyst popping. There's a whole lot of weird things. Sam, so you've listened to our podcast. So you've heard some interviews from people that are further out, like the 30 years or 15 years or even five to 10 years. Do you listen to those? And you're just like, I can't even imagine being in that place because I'm still just trying to remember like how to put my shoes on.
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, I think every day almost feels the same in this kind of stage when you're like you know less than a year probably less than two three four years even you're just kind of going through the motions and you're still dealing with a lot of paperwork and stuff so you feel like you can't even contemplate what you know the next part of your life's going to look like because you're still sort of living in the past whether you want to be or not you've still got to do all the cleanup, all the death admin, all the organizing.
0: Yeah. All of that kind of thing. It's the worst time. And it's true. Somebody, what is it? Option B. It's, or there's some podcast called the, the Longest, Shortest Time. And I think that's so true because it, in the overall scheme of things, it is a short, in quotes, amount of time, but it is the longest, short time of all time. Like, say you feel like this, kind of taking two steps forward and three steps back for a while or you're dealing with death stuff and it seems never ending. But even though you could look at it and later and be like, oh yeah, like that was like a year or two. It seems like 30 years or something. Like every second is so long, you know?
2: Yeah, time really does just stand still and keep you there.
0: Yeah, so any of you listeners who are in, in a time frame from out from your person's death that is maybe similar to Sam's or even earlier or maybe like a year to two out don't worry it's gonna change you get better at it things still suck for a while but it just seems like it's so long and never ending but it does evolve
1: so in the beginning or earlier Sam you talked about how you found some widows but they were just in very different places from you Do you find it helpful to associate with people who are further out or do you find it more helpful to be with people who are in your own cohort, so to speak, like same time period, same type of death, things like that? I
2: think there's a bit of both, to be honest. Um, I think regardless of the time frame on when their person died, I find it easier to sort of associate with people who are a similar age to me. And maybe a similar situation, um, like, you know, don't have children, um, that kind of thing, have pets, because the kind of things that we're dealing with in our daily lives, even if it's like five months out, 10 months out, or three or four or five years out, we're dealing with the same kind of things as an alone person doing it rather than having someone with you. Um, So a lot of the people that I've connected with tend to be, you know, a couple of years younger, a couple of years older than me.
1: Mm -hmm. So... Along those lines, were Liam and you planning on having a family, or were you happy with no kids, you were going to be a dog dog family forever?
2: Yeah, so we had decided, it, it, it was, there was a lot of discussions over the years to be honest, but neither of us just were that excited about children. Yeah. and we figured if neither of us really were that excited about them maybe we shouldn't just have children to make everyone happy because that's what people think you should do right so it took a long time for us to kind of get to the point that we were like yeah we will just disappoint our parents and they will not be grandparents <laughs> from us but it it's how we wanted our lives to go Um, it's just not something that we've seen ourselves doing Um, we always wanted a dog Um, that was like the ultimate life goal was we wanted to be dog parents um and last year i changed jobs to be able to work from home so we could get a dog
1: and he's so so did he not did you not have the dog with liam or did
2: yeah so we got the dog in april and he died in september oh so
0: he was just a young is his name hmm. ozzy
2: yeah ozzy tell us about ozzy he is mental (laughs) honestly he is well he's now what 14 months old Um, he's a working cocker spaniel which is quite a high energy breed Um, they breed them to um, basically go out hunting and collecting like dead birds and gross stuff like that in the fields with the guys and their guns Um, so they're bred to be out running all day Um, so as a pet you have to keep them really busy um, you have to keep their brain busy and their body busy, or else they can be a challenge. Destructive.
0: I have one of those in this very room, actually. Where is he? He's behind the chair. Yeah, they're bred to collect game and be a hunting companion. Do Do you know if there are like hunting trials near you, or have you ever considered doing that with Ozzy, just so he can like pick up birds for fun? pick up birds for. that's what they do it's a thing
1: that's terrible
0: so i'm vegetarian so it doesn't really (laughs) align
2: well with my uh, preferences but we do other things Um we actually have started doing man trailing what is that which it it, that's a fancy word for yeah people detection yeah so it's kind of like how they train like search and rescue dogs but just for fun Mm. so you have like a scent article for the person that they have to go and find the dog has to sniff the scent article and then follow the trail of the scent until they find the person and then they get lots of food nice no birds are harmed no birds are harmed people occasionally get quite cold if it takes the dog a long time to find them (laughs) um but as long as the birds are okay i guess we can sacrifice the occasional person in the woods
1: So I'm curious, Sam, you and Liam had kind of come to a place where you were like, we're not going to have kids and we're happy to disappoint our parents. Have you had any thoughts after his death of second guessing that decision or feeling like the choice was taken away from you or any like really hard feelings surrounding the idea of a family or has that been something that you haven't dealt with
2: I think for me it almost made me super glad that we hadn't just done what people expect yeah. you to do because then I would have had a child that I wasn't, you know, that super keen on to look after on <laughs> my own yeah so it probably would have complicated things a lot more um i mean i'm sure if we did have one i would have liked my own one but it's not my thing i
0: relate with that so much
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just ask that because I feel like we talk to a lot of people and just the whole the whole surrounding you know um, concept there sometimes even if you felt like you were really good with that decision before just the idea that you that decision was almost taken away from you sometimes it causes feelings to be surrounding that as well even even though it doesn't make like a lot of logical sense so I just wondered if you had dealt with any of that and it sounds like you're like I'm good I feel I feel good about how things worked out I mean obviously not the whole dying part but so Sam this is not a fair question to even bring up at eight months so you can
0: just tell me to like scram has because you're still trying to just like get thoughts put together but have people approached you about well you're young you'll find someone else and has that entered your mind at all are you just like shut up are you well maybe later like what have you even thought about it no pressure. You can tell me to shut up. Because I hate that question. <laughs> I hate it so bad. And I'm sorry <laughs> that I did it to you. No, it's fine. Um, Someone actually
2: said it to me at uh, Liam's wake after his funeral. Why do
0: people always say it then? They're, like, not even dead in the ground yet. Oh, It's because I they think
1: that they're comforting us. They're, they're not. Wrong. They're the worst jerks of all time. And I hope they're they die. Fairy... Whoa. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: I actually, I just hope they become a widow. No offense. So then they'll be like, "Oh, I shouldn't have said that." Anyway, sorry. Continue.
2: <laughs> yeah. So someone did say that to me after the funeral at the wake. Um. So that was interesting because I just shot them down. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think it's really hard to even think about it because Liam was like my person from when I was like a teenager. Yeah. So, at the moment, I'm kind of in the place where I feel like I had like pretty much a full 15 years of like an amazing person, and some people don't even meet someone until they're a lot older, and they maybe only get, say, 15 years with them anyway, so I feel like I've had that, and I'm okay with that, and if that's it, then I am 100% happy with what I had with him.
0: You're a golden girl. You can live your life, be Sam. Do you know Golden Girls? Do you have Golden Girls over there? Do you know what that is? Oh, Sam. <laughs> when you drive us around, don't worry, we're gonna show you. <laughs> it I can't it's wait. These four ladies that just go like live life and like have fun, and oh, that sounds good. I could do that. Yeah, it's awesome. You need. We need to find I totally this show for you. I totally do that. Yeah. It's like ladies of leisure
2: that just like go out for lunch and like just like have like all the night nice clothes
1: and... but they're not super old
0: they're not i don't want to be they, old. okay listen it was filmed like in the 80s and 90s and whatever and and i think they were like 56 but they had the yeah. old hairstyle so to us they look like they're 80 but yeah. at the time they were like quote young so yeah and they go on cruises they like
1: live they're together funny. and they eat cheesecake it's the best
2: and they eat cheese Cheesecake, i am in
1: yeah. i am loving how you are distilling the golden girls down <laughs> into this into this explanation Bet- betty you know who betty white is
0: no okay when we're off air i'm gonna send you some things in preparation <laughs> for golden girls 101
2: <laughs> I'm gonna totally dress up like the golden girls for when you come over. I'm gonna pick you up from the airport yes. with those hairstyles. Yes. And you're gonna have I'm to pick it. which
0: of the golden girls you want to be.
1: Oh, I get to choose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Rose, Blanche, B. Arthur.
0: <laughs> what is um Dorothea Dorf-y. and Sophia.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. Those are the four golden girls. So Sam. I'm curious about how you feel right now. I mean, COVID happened, which is a really isolating experience. It's just you and Ozzy. Do you feel like you have been in like a time vortex warp zone? Because it's just been like you by yourself for the last eight months.
2: I think we were lucky. Is lucky the right word ever to use in this situation? Lucky. Lucky. That the restrictions for COVID had lessened a lot by the time Liam passed away, so we'd actually had this period where neither of us were really able to see anyone else for like about a year and a half, and I had him completely to myself. So we got loads of extra time together, and then he popped his clogs. (laughs) (laughs) No,
1: wait, what did you just say? I need to know this. Popped his clogs. Clogs like his shoes. Yeah. This is this is a new phrase. Is that not a us? saying for you No, guys. but I love
0: it. Let's integrate yeah. it.
1: Let's use it. Okay. Well, there you go.
2: He popped his clogs <laughs> in September. But that's when the restrictions were really starting to ease up. So okay. we were allowed to, like restaurants were open, pubs were open. We didn't have any restrictions on numbers for his funeral or anything like that, which was great because I think the restrictions changed literally like two weeks before. Oh, wow. So, I mean, he timed it really well
1: for as well as you could time it do you still feel isolated though i mean being a young widow is an incredibly isolating experience even without the covid situation
2: yeah i mean i think there are certain people who you maybe would have spoken to a lot before who now don't know how to speak to you so they just avoid you um because they just don't know what to say um so there is that aspect but i'm really lucky that I've managed to make new friends who didn't know me before Liam, like with Liam, if that makes sense. Um, Which is quite nice to have something separate. So they only know like Sam instead of Liam and Sam or Sam and Liam.
0: Yeah. That helps. Oh man, Sam, it has been so good getting to know you a little bit better. So thank you so much for being here with us. We have no thank you for having me. It's been great fun. I'm gonna ask you the final question. Are you ready? I am so ready. What <laughs> is your favorite golden girl? Just kidding. What is your favorite <laughs> cheese?
2: Cheddar. Yes. <sighs> now, I know that sounds really boring, no, but it's not. It I is love cheddar. It's so versatile. So much. You yeah. can literally put it on anything, in anything. You can eat it on its own. You can just eat it straight out of the packet. It's great. High five.
0: High 5 Woohoo. you You're going to belong really well in the Golden Girls Club that we start together. I'm so excited. We'll have kids. All right, we'll have no kids. We'll have cheddar. And that's it. Dogs. <laughs> dogs? Can we have I dogs? I mean, dogs.
1: I'm, I'm going to say that again. <laughs> yeah. Mel just lost her mind for half we a We can second. have dogs, cheddar, and that's it. Sounds perfect. Can I just say, full disclosure, I was like, Sam, can you just be on our podcast because I just want to listen to you talk for an hour is that fair to say (laughs) I mean I guess I maybe have a weird voice to you well that's what I sound pretty normal to
2: me (laughs) I know
1: I know but I just think it's really fun and we learned a new phrase so I feel like this was time well spent for sure absolutely no thank you so much guys it's been really fun Thank you so much for joining us today, Sam. Remember to check out the Widow Wives Club. It's our private Facebook group. Sam's in there, so you can come and give her a high five. Tell her that she is cool if you answer all the questions first. And remember, the Widow Wives Club is for anybody who has sustained partner loss, married or unmarried, whatever you're you're Whatever your circumstance, and if you want to keep the podcast going, check out our Patreon, it's Patreon.com/wwdn. If you'd like to buy us tacos, go to buymeacoffeecom we do now. Until we talk to you again, I'm Anita. I'm Mel. And I'm Sam. And we are two young widows and one widow in the middle of nowhere wearing a t-shirt when it's entirely too cold. And we're all just trying to figure out, widow, we do now.
0: (laughs) This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me, what is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like
1: 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks, and so you don't have to pay extra for that, and you still get great service.
0: Yep, Anita and I have traveled all over and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it and my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not. Who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So if somebody wants to sign up, what can they
1: do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash wwdn. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money.
0: And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trimintmobile.com slash wwdn.